taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, PPC friends. It's another episode of PPC Rockstars. And we have a guest, as we usually do, but this person I consider to be the most proficient, skilled, and knowledgeable about PPC in the world. He travels the world and shares his knowledge with uh, students in his workshops and audiences at conferences and now with us. And I'm talking about none other than Brad Geddes. Hi, Brad. Hi, David. Uh, Thanks for that overly glamorous intro. (laughs) Well, I try to top myself every time you're on, so be prepared. All right. I might say say, uh, front runner in the the race to the president. That's probably not true. That's the job. I would rather work with data and creative than deal with that. Yeah, me too. Anytime. So we're going to start off today um, discussing a very, very good article, very interesting article that you uh, that you wrote, and it was published on Search Engine Land, uh, March 9th, twenty sixteen. So just go to Search Engine Land, do a search on uh, Brad's name, and you will find this article, which is called "Reverse Engineering AdWords Quality Score Factors." Now, you may recall that we discussed this topic, or a subset of this topic uh, with Frederica Valles um, last week, my time. Brad is coming at quality score from a different direction and um, may even disagree with Frederica a little bit, which is um, I don't know who to trust because Frederica has been at Google. He was there for eight years as, as AdWords evangelist. But um, I just said you're the tops, Brad, so... So what's interesting is a lot of Fred's analysis, things like weighted causes and so forth, are actually from me originally. So a lot of times Fred and I actually agree on things. So Fred comes from, you know, initially came from it from an internal Google standpoint, right? And now he comes from it as a tool vendor standpoint. I I'm in the middle ground because we both have you know active clients we deal with whether they're clients or agencies. We don't do PPC management, but we do audits or help agencies out. In from a mass global API standpoint, so often when I'm looking at it, I'm I'm thinking about it from the advertiser perspective of money, right? In reality, right? That's in the end of the day, that's what you care about. You know, is quality scores only good for raising ad rank and either getting more clicks or saving your pennies on each individual click that adds up to a lot of money over time? Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and so for this article, it was interesting. So for a long time, right? Advertisers, when we look at quality score, we've got our three factors, which I'm sure you guys dissected quite a bit. So I'll just name them real fast, and we can move on. You've got your landing pages, your relevance, and your expected CTR, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem was you could never look at the stuff and scale because you had to go to AdWords. You had to hover over every icon individually, 
And there was not an easy way to ever download this information. There was five years ago when, when Google had uh, um, landing page load time. And, and so they changed the API recently, maybe two months ago, to include these factors in the API. So now we could take you know, $100 million plus a monthly spend and download every single sub-factor for every keyword – match it up and start to really understand how these factors create your visible quality score. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's purely from a data standpoint, we started looking at this, right? And it's actually, if you go to the article, it's a really easy way to calculate your quality score from the factors. But we can now you know, definitively say by looking at this data that landing page experience is 39% of visible quality score and Ad relevance is 22%, and your expected CTR is 39%. And, and you can also do things now, which you can never do before, and, and group things and say, okay, you know what? When I look at my quality score in aggregate, when I see quality scores of fours, the most common reason is landing pages. Mm-hmm. That means I've got a group of pages. I've got to fix landing pages. Or when I look at my sevens, my expected CTR is low, and they're my brand terms. And so I'm just not hitting Google's thing, and I need to do some ad testing. And so it's not really disagreeing with anyone. It's actually just looking at data and scale using just basic math and saying, here's what we need to fix based upon these factors that we can now – examine across an entire account when previously there was not a good way to do it. Gotcha. Okay, a couple questions. One is, um, <clears throat> I remember a time, and this came from Frederic when he was at Google, when landing page experience was defined as uh, page load time, um, a reasonable amount of content, and a uh, uh, couple of other things. And that that's number one. Number two, that um, the landing page quality could only affect quality score negatively. In other words, it can only um, provide a penalty. It can't provide a boost in quality score. Yeah, that's – so from the factor standpoint, if you add um, – bounce rate, but it really isn't bounce rate. It's bounce back rate. Mm-hmm. Then, then that's essentially your landing page quality. Uh, however, quality score can increase your visual quality. Now, it, it's important to – I keep saying visual quality score because the number you see in your account are suggestions from Google of what to do, kind of like how Bing is. right? This is not the number used in the actual auction. So it, it is important to note that we as advertisers can't get the auction numbers. We can only get the visible numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but now if you've got a low landing page quality score, then you get essentially a zero-point bump. If you have average landing pages, you have a 1.75 bump in quality score. If you have above average, it's 3.5. So 39% of your visible quality score comes directly from landing page. A lot of people, clients, uh, other experts in the field, believe that keyword relevance on the landing page is one factor in determining uh, the quality of the landing page. And by that I mean um, making sure that almost uh, keyword stuffing is done. What do you think about that? I don't believe it at all, right? I just – I find that if we can keep visitors on a page 
and we relative to the industry, right? Which mm-hmm. which is important. We'll get good landing page quality scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't I so. Google uses for a lot of their stuff, and I don't think they fully do this for landing pages. They do this more in the ads. They, they use inverse document frequency or, or TFIDF, and it essentially says if this word is the keyword, then these other words are the things that increase click-through rate or relevance the most. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if, if – you and I kind of think of this like the old game Taboo, right? So, like, if someone looks at you and they say – Calculator, mortgage, finance, new house. We have to be talking about mortgages, right? And, and so you don't have to say the word mortgage. These are the most common supporting words for that term. Gotcha. So I don't even believe that you have to have the actual word. Google understands broad match, right? We may not like it, but they understand how words are related. So I, I don't feel you have to keyword stuff. Write, cool. things, write things for users, Keep them on your site. And, and the reason I say that in lead gen, you could have an 85% bounce rate and have a 14% conversion rate, right? 1% mm-hmm. people just don't know what to do. So right. that's actually good. In, in e-commerce, a 75% bounce rate is just terrible. So there's no absolute bounce rate when you get into some of these things. And it's really bounce back. It's people who reloaded a search result. Um, and, right. and so, no, if you're if – you're, Giving users good content and they're staying on your site relative to other people, I don't believe you need to worry about having the actual keywords and stemmings and everything for every single possible combination. Great. We agree on that. Hey, speaking of conversation, we have a conversation that we'd like you to conduct with our sponsors. So please don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Conversion Conference, the can't-miss CRO event of 2016. Join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas, May 18th and 19th, for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever. Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on. Interact with expert speakers at informal networking events and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the expo hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining 
and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th, Conversion Conference last year sold out fast, and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Welcome back, friends. We are talking with Brad Geddes and talking about quality score. Through some research that he did based on some new tools or or some new capabilities in the API, AdWords API, uh, he's been able to find out exact information about quality score. So, Brad, um, let's continue on that. And, and so I think one of the things that I like to also look with this new sort of uh, information is graphing out quality scores by various metrics. It could be click-through rate. It could be impressions, conversion rates, and, and seeing how your keywords fall on those quality scores and then how the sub-factors look because that essentially shows you, hey – our click-through rate is linear, right? It's the higher our click-through rate, the higher our quality score. In that case, quality score comes down to ad testing, or it's non-linear. Right? We've got one account we're looking at right now where the click-through rates are higher for quality score 3 than they are for quality score 7. Wow. So that tells us, right, that it's not click-through rate in their case. They have some relevance in a lot of landing page problems. Mm-hmm. So they can group them together. And so new ways of graphing this data is going to be you know, really useful for advertisers. And the problem is it's only in the API. It's not in the editor, not in the interface. And, and so you've got tool vendors, I mean, we're one of them, who, who has this kind of information in their systems, but you can't get it from Google right now. You have to essentially use, either build the API yourself or use a tool vendor. And I don't know if anyone else has this yet in, in their tools that, that show this information in scale. Right. Fascinating. Is there any discernible correlation or um, cause and effect going on between quality score and the disappearance of ads on the right rail? No, no, there's no correlation at all. I mean, I think the right rail thing in, in many ways is overblown. So when Google initially looked at actually making this change about four years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Right. Because the ads at the bottom of the page have higher click-through rates than the right rail does. Right. That's what uh. Fred said, too. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so like, the right rail thing is, is highly, highly overblown in many ways. I right. mean, it's, it's an impression problem. It's a proof of publication problem for, for, for um, aggregators or SME premier partners, I suppose. But it's not a big deal for most advertisers. So what about the small to medium-sized businesses the ones that are in a competitive space and clicks are through the roof. Any advice for them? You know what? So I always look at this and say, what's your strategic advantage, right? So an enterprise company, their strategic advantage, of course, is resources. But with resources comes a lot of planning and not being very agile. But when you make a move, you do it flawlessly. Mm-hmm. An SMB's advantage is agility. 
they don't have to have eight sign-offs before they can make an ad copy change, right? They can just do it. And yeah. so you use your, your agility to your advantage, whether it's try new things real quick, right? Whether it's, it's – you can be much faster with ad testing. There's a lot of things you can do. You can try landing pages quicker. You don't need legal review. And, and so it's really use – you know your strengths well, and and they're different strengths that a big company versus a small company has. Hey Brad, any advice advice for, for advertisers around quality score? You know, so uh, the number one thing with quality scores is good organization, right? That that starts everything off, and so it really is. It's look at your keywords and look at your ads and, and ask yourself a very simple question, right? Could I have a better ad for this keyword? If yes, move it to a new ad group, write a, write a, a better ad that matches that. Uh-huh. And in that organization, it's time-consuming. It takes a while, but it increases click-through, which increases quality score. If your landing pages are also then built for those ads, it increases conversion rates. And so the, the net effect is very positive of an increased CTR, increased conversion rates, increased quality score, more clicks or a lower CPC, huge net effect. But it's time-consuming, and, and so that's where SMBs also have an advantage is they're dealing with 500 keywords, 1,000 keywords. They can do this, right? A large company's got to do this at scale, and so they're going to make some mistakes just you know, because you're dealing with a million keywords or you know, 10 million or 100,000, whatever the number is. So that, that's, again, an organization and very, very tight keyword to add copy to landing page relationships. SMBs can, can really beat larger companies. Um, but it's that organization is key to quality scores. And, of course, testing ads. I mean, quality scores really landing page number one, ads number two. Right. It, it, it always amuses me when – and this is like uh, eight out of ten times – when a, a new client has horrible ads – and they want to concentrate on the landing page because they think the landing page will will cure the uh, quality score problems. No, right. It's the uh, the ad sets the expectation for the user what they're going to find on the landing page, and so that ad is key to weeding out undesirable clicks and to making sure that the users you get are pre qualified for your landing page offer. And then you fix your landing page. And you can test ads and landing page combinations all you want to as well. But it, it really starts with getting the correct traffic via ad filtering in a way so that your landing pages – and landing page, obviously, testing is really important. Mm-hmm. But only if you've got the right type of traffic first. Yeah. And you said something earlier that should be the mantra of everyone that uh, advertises with PPC, and that is design your landing page for humans – you know, basically design your landing page to get the best possible number of conversions at the lowest possible price and uh, worry less about quality score. Oh, I agree. I, I mean, the things – so the part that is you're designing for humans but, but the robots look for are things like landing page speed. That's really important. Um mm-hmm. You know, so there are ways you're still designing for the human experience, but robots are measuring and, and bots are measuring, right? How well you're you're doing some of the design, not just on the words and the forms and this and that, but you know, what's the technical look like, right? Does it work well across all devices? And and the biggest problem with clause core analysis is mobile devices. Um, because Google just says you got a four or you got a six. 
they don't say you've got a 10 on desktops and a three on mobile. And, and so if you're dealing a lot with multiple devices, it is useful to segment your data by device type to see, oh, look, for position three, we have an 11% desktop click-through rate and a 2% mobile click-through rate. Both those ads are above the fold on both devices. Therefore, we need to focus more on our mobile landing page or mobile preferred ads, not necessarily everything. And that's the one part that sometimes it's easy to make a mistake, assuming all keywords are bad. Um, Google does not break out Qualiscore by device. You have to do that segment yourself and then make some inferences from the data. Hey, Brad, um, I'd like to take a right turn here. I was looking through your blog, the certifiedknowledge.org blog, and one uh, blog post that caught my eye is seven great uses for broad match. Yes, really. Broad match. I'm kind of warming up to the idea of using it, you know, using it after so many years of not using it. But um, I'm sure that you have some good insight here. Yeah, so I don't believe that everyone should just go to their account and add broad match keywords, right? I think that, that's a mistake. Um, broad match has its uses. If one of my, my favorites is, is Remarkless for search ads, RLSAs. Really, really useful because it's already pre-qualified traffic who's visited your site. So you can take a, a new ad group or even new campaign, stock it up with broad match, and then use target and bid with your RLSAs. So you're only – you're expanding your offering to pre-existing clients. Um, we have uh, some companies we work with who are – um, they're, they're based in either the Middle East or they're based in Europe. And what you can't do keyword research for is when the query itself contains multiple languages. And, mm-hmm. and no match type can match to this. Broad match can jump languages. So we see all the time, especially with Arabic, that half the queries in Arabic, half the queries in English. And it could go Arabic, English, Arabic, or English, Arabic, wow. English. There's no way at all to figure out every possible broad match, modified broad match, and phrase match combinations for how those queries work. And, and so broad match actually sw- um, crosses languages. It's the only one that crosses languages. None of wow. the match types do. That's so it's another really good use for it. Um, if, you're, if you just want to capture every all the volume possible, right, then, then broad match has some uses. Again, with, with lower CPCs, right, you're, you're capturing that, that long tail of, uh, of queries. So I don't believe if broad match is your primary match type from an, uh, from impressions and, and, and click standpoint, then you've not done a good job of adding your modified and exact match keywords. But broad match as a supplemental is fantastic um, to use. Okay. So this is a change from I mean, and myself too from a few years ago, right? Where. With things like RLSAs and, and increased query volume, in, especially in Middle Eastern countries, um, I, I've, I've warmed more to broad match. That I would not have made these statements three and four years ago. Given what you just said, is it still necessary to look at the search query report frequently? Oh, definitely, definitely, right? Search query reports are really important. They tell you what someone's actually searching for, tell you the negative keywords to use. Um, you can use n-grams if you're a little more advanced to, to aggregate your query data into individual uh, terms for negatives. Um, you know what? You know you want to push your 
your, your top your bids up for exact match. If you're using an automated bid system, having exact versus broad is really important so that your your bid system sees exact match is more valuable. So yeah, your query volume, your query data is still incredibly important to to manage. Um, it, but broad match, it's it's a supplemental. It's kind of like DSAs in a way, right? DSAs, you don't pick your keywords. You're letting Google pick them off of pages, and it's great for capturing low volume, long tail type of stuff. For words you do have with broad with broad match, you're again you're just supplementing your traffic. It, it should not be eighty percent of your volume. It should be 15 percent of your volume as a supplement. It's okay if it's eighty percent of your volume with RLSAs. It's not okay if it's eighty percent across your entire account. Right. You've convinced me. Yeah, and smart, start small, right? I mean, yeah. good way to start is RLSA plus broad match. Use target and bid and, and see what that incremental lift looks like. Great advice. Hey, I'd like to shift again to another provocative uh, match type blog post is phrase match dead. <laughs> So we see this just huge trend these days, right? Where everyone is using modified, broad, and exact match. Mm-hmm. And and phrase match, it's got some good uses, right? One is when word order matters. Um, so like we we have one company who does who license contractors, right? So if you want to become a licensed contractor, you first need to get a contractor's license. You switch that word order, and you have a completely different user intent. Phrase match, really important. Mm. Um, we have a, a, another company who's in wholesale supplies, and they'll see that the singular version average order values are you know, 80% less than the plural version average order values. They need to manage it. These are exceptions. They're not the rule, though, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's what's important when you think of these, but – and that's again why looking at your query volume is really important to, uh, and your, your query data to understand do you fall into an exception? Because if you do, then you have to manage this. If you don't, then you don't have to worry about it. Bottom line, would you recommend not using phrase match except in certain circumstances? Oh, if you are using a full automated bid solution, then you should use it because it's going to manage all that CPC stuff for you. If you're using Google CPA bid and you're not an exception, then you can get away with modified broad and, and exact match. It's a matter of you're, you're increasing your queries by one-third in many cases. Or you can get enough additional conversions that that's worthwhile. In, sure. in some cases, the answer is yes. In other cases, it's no. So it's, it's, a, it's a return on time factor. Mm-hmm. Right, as much as it is anything else. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay, to another one. The most common PPC mistake that is never mentioned. Oh, uh, which one did I actually list for that? I, I have to remember now. Um, I'm guessing it's actually using the word keyword as a keyword. It is. Right, so... This is this is one of my favorites, right? And so a lot of times you see people use the editor to build accounts or or you know Google used to put in keyword as the default in in ad groups. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the word keyword or add your keywords here, um, you will see lots and lots of companies who are not keyword-based research companies um, advertising on these words. And because they just didn't take out the word keyword from their list. 
and yeah. it's it's blowing through money. It's a big waste, and I see a lot of companies with the defaults like that. All right, and all of a sudden you see like keyword get your mortgage, right? and you're like, <laughs> all right, you messed something up here. Uh, I don't trust you. Hey, speaking of trust, we have some messages from our sponsors that are very trustworthy. Stay with us. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are into the home stretch with Brad Geddes, going through some of his uh, most interesting blog posts. And the next one I want I want would like you to comment on is three KPIs you can use to check your AdWords efficiency. Sure. That was actually a, a guest blog post. So we, we accept guest blog posts. This one was not written by myself. Um, and essentially, it's you can use things like you know quality score. What's your overall quality score? Do you have room for improvement? Um, you can look at things like what is your overall – how many conversions are above X amount, your, your CPA or so forth – to understand, are you? Uh, you have a lot of conversions that you really don't want to pay for, um, and, and that gets into what's your efficiency of your target CPA versus your actual CPAs, and can you push your budget into the correct places? Sometimes budget manipulation is the, the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And then you know, once you you manipulate that budget so that you are spending your most money on your top words, what's their impression shares? I mean, real simple thing, and, and this is why account organization, um, at least at a, a campaign level or I group level, 
usually campaign level to put your – I call them hero terms. Like these are our absolute best terms. We want to show them these terms 100% of the time because when people click, they convert. You want those in their own campaign so they can have super high budgets, and you want to get as high impression share as possible in those words. Well, then you have other words, whether it's broad match or, or just for good product terms, but they don't, they don't convert as well, mm-hmm. where you might have lower impression shares. Impression share is a great metric to use to ensure you've got good keyword coverage on your best keywords. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot more in the article. Let's see. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot more on that. <laughs> we have some really, really good guest authors. So, And, of course, David, if you ever want to write for us, welcome. We would welcome anything okay. you would like to contribute. Um, Thank you. But, yes, we, it's not all me writing at, at Certified Knowledge. We have, we have good guest authors too. Um, one of our best series is Weinard, who – and I'm not going to completely pronounce his, his, his name correct. He's out of um, the Netherlands, so it's, mm-hmm. it's a Dutch name. He's written like a 12-post series, super in-depth on how to audit accounts. Keeps uh, an updated spreadsheet on account audits, and it's a fantastic series worth reading. It's taken him, I don't know, two and a half, three years. He writes an article every three or four months, but they're super, super in-depth, step-by-step how to do something. And, and whether it's look at keywords, match types, your ad testing, your mobile, your shopping campaigns, and, and I mean, we, they're, they're amazing. Um, and his English is great, even though he's Dutch. That makes sense. Most Dutch speak English very well. Yep. Uh, let's see, one last question, and then unfortunately we're going to have to close. And that is, could you tell us about your AdWords seminars that you conduct worldwide? Sure, sure. So we do mostly with SMXs, um, full one-day intensive AdWords trainings. So we'll go through – the mornings are usually keywords, ad testing, um, some on landing pages, and really the fundamentals of of building accounts correctly. The afternoons change over time. Right now, it's uh, it's a lot on remarketing, auditing accounts, so forth. And every year, we, we sort of cycle through um, the afternoon for, for the more advanced user groups. Mm-hmm. But we'll do them in, gosh, I think the next one's in probably London. Um, so we'll, we do you know, London, Munich, San Jose, New York, and Seattle each year. Occasionally we'll do another one uh, at, at, in some of various other country. But they're, they're good days. They're intense, they're intense days, though. Um, intense and... Um the quickest way to PPC proficiency, I think. And with that, Brad, we have to say goodbye. Well, it's, as always, David, it was a good chat. Yep. Hey, are you going to be at SMX Advanced? I will be doing a workshop at SMX Advanced, so That's I the- will be there and speaking on – shoot. I think quality score and the roundtable discussion at the end and then running a, a full-day seminar before the session start. Cool. Well, perhaps we can hoist a libation together. That would be a good time as always. I'm (laughs) all up for that. All right. Well, thanks again, Brad. And listeners, thanks for hanging with us. Come back next week for another episode of PPC Rockstars.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.